I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a very special guest. You know, we are partial to people that are out there doing real activism, people on the ground, people that are fighting for your well-being, people that are fighting for Medicare for all, people that are fighting for your free speech. Well, have we got somebody for you? We've got somebody that is considered one of the 25 most influential women in San Antonio. We've got one woman that's considered San Antonio's progressive wonder woman. With us today, we have no other than Sofia Sepulveda. Sofia Sepulveda is from San Antonio. She is a Mexican-American trans-Latina healthcare organizer for Texas Organizing Project. And you know what else makes her great? Back in the early days, she was one of Bernie Sanders' supporters, which we know what all that means. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Sophia. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. How are you, Egberto? I am doing great. You know, um, I went, you know, after uh, doing some research on you and finding out about you, I found that, my God, you work your butt off in, 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 in the activism field. And we need a lot of people like you out there. Um, uh, listen, not Texas. America needs people like you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll move on from there. Definitely. I I was born here in Laredo, Texas, but I grew up in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico with Mexican parents. I came back to San Antonio for college and um, I've been very involved in politics. My dad was very political when uh, back in Mexico. I um, There was a candidate called Luis Donaldo Colosio back in 1996, I believe. Yes. And I was he was like the Bernie of Mexico at the time. So I was very gung-ho on helping him out. And that was around the time where I turned 18 and I was excited to vote for Luis Donaldo Colosio. Unfortunately, he got killed, right? But my dad uh, brought me back to reality, said, um, you are a U.S. citizen. You cannot vote in Mexico. We didn't give you um, <laughs> dual citizenship. So good luck with that. And um, well, again, the story, he passed. Um, he got killed during a campaign uh, trail uh, with another Colosio. And that was the end. We got um, Carlos Hernández de Cortari, which was a very bad president. And I ended up moving here for college. I uh, My first vote was, uh, I remember my aunt kept on telling me that I should vote for Gore because he was in the military, but I, stubborn little me, I voted for the Democrat, right? So, uh, and I've been uh, working on politics, politics ever since I was uh, campaigning for Al Gore when I, uh, when I was very young because he was the only president at the time who was very supportive for gay rights, right? And environmental justice. So I was pretty involved with that. And I was mostly involved in political campaigns. So came Bernie in 2016, he said political campaigns is not where we're going to get, right? It's not, it's not gonna take us to the finish line. We need to be active in community and talk about issues, uh, uh, especially issues that affected, uh, that affect you and 
2014, 2015, I got really sick. I didn't have insurance. Uh, turned out it was a staph infection, right? It's multi-drug resistant. But my doctor at the time, I was going to a low-income clinic because I didn't have insurance. And he said that it, he thought it was lymphoma. And I was really scared. I tried to get insurance. It was the middle of the year. And the only thing that you could get was quite catastrophic insurance. And I because my doctor had already seen me, I wasn't qualified. So I had to go to our public health, which is the indigent health system that a lot of people do not know we have in every county. And I was able to get help. And unfortunately, I came out with around $15,000 debt. And that started prompting me to start asking questions, not just about with my family members, but workers about how, what are you doing when it comes to a medical emergency? And they would tell me, well, the reason that I'm working 50, 60 hours, right, is because my daughter has asthma and I need to take her to the doctor. And my deductibles in this insurance is pretty high. So I have to pay most of the costs out of pocket. And that's when I became an organizing in 2014, yes. Well, you know, and that is what's so important. You saw a problem. It not only affected you, but the empathy that you have from within, you saw it in others as well. You started asking questions, and then you didn't say things can't change. You said, I am going to make sure things change. And you jumped on the band, the Bernie Sanders bandwagon. And, you know, a lot of people would look at those of us who supported Bernie Sanders as a delegate in Philadelphia. But most of us who uh, support Bernie Sanders, a lot of people would have said, why are you supporting that old man? Or why are you supporting that guy? What they don't understand is that the support really isn't for the guy. The support is for the movement. And not only was the support for the movement, but it turns out that all the Democrats and some Republicans now are singing the same songs out of Bernie Sanders' book. Isn't that right? Exactly. I I, I keep on, my boyfriend actually kept on asking me, because um, I used to watch Bernie Sanders before he announced he was running, right? And I'd be like, if he runs, I will drop everything. I will help him. And he would tell me who is going to vote for an old angry Jewish guy, right? Who's always screaming at like me, I will vote for this guy. And again, like you said, it was not a cult of personality, it's the anger and 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 yes, like estaba enojado because we are constantly facing injustices, not only on our healthcare, right, but in housing and jobs. So I understood where he came from. It was not like, oh, Bernie is adorable and I want to follow him. No, it was the, uh, the thing that he was talking about. I kept on telling people, if tomorrow Bernie was to drop Medicare for all, I will stop supporting Bernie Sanders, right? And I will look for another champion who is a progressive champion. So we need to understand that we are not the Trumpers. We are not the QAnons. We want the policies. It's not about the money, it's about the policies. And I feel like um, I was listening to one of your podcasts when you were talking about Beto O'Rourke getting very close, right? Mm -hmm. Because he was very strong on progressive policies. And People didn't want Beto because he was six foot five. They wanted him because of his policies. And yes, he got very close to getting uh, uh, of getting rid of that cruise, right? And that's what we want. That's uh, we realize going in community that people are angry. People are. Uh, they don't have the hope anymore. They keep on telling me, why should I vote for this Democrat when I've been voting for them for 40 years and my life has not improved? 
And that is a very hard pill to swallow, especially when you're trying to get them engaged in the political discourse. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. That is why you're important, because you realize the essence of the voter. The essence of the voter is, I will vote when I really see something there to offer. Otherwise, why take the time off to go to vote? Why stand in the line? Why do that? We finally have to have something to offer. And you are the conduit between that voter and the appropriate and the appropriate elected official or the official to be elected. And that's why we should never waver when it comes to particular uh, people uh, for particular policies. If you take a look at Biden, a lot of people think, well, uh, Bernie wavered on Biden and, 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 and all of that. And what you're seeing in Biden right now, it may be cosmetic. We don't know yet. It's our job to make sure it's not cosmetic. But, but look, at, look at how he started with the environment. Look at how he started with healthcare. Look how he started with, with, with things that no one would think. Look at the size of the 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 um covid relief package even after a 600 billion package in december he still comes back and he says no 1.9 trillion so let's see but so far so good your thoughts at the end of the day right like we need to be pushing biden to be more progressive he we cannot sit back and think that he's going to solve every problem. And, and yes, I, I totally agree. I, I was very surprised when the moment that he started signing these executive orders, reversing every horrible policy that Trump uh, created with the stroke of a pen, right? Like separating families at the border, denying healthcare to trans communities, um, pushing- Denying trans the ability to serve. And the nine trans the ability to so, to serve on the military, right? So he was able to to revert a lot of that. He is talking about creating a more comprehensive path to immigration, which honestly, those these immigrants have already been here for years. We don't need eight years of waiting. We need relief right now, right? But it, it is important to to tell our folks and to tell those woke folks during the Trump administration that there is no time to go back to sleep. Right now, that's not the time to go back to mimosas and brunch. Right now is the time to start pushing, right? We were resisting for four years. I'm tired of resisting. Right now, we need to start pushing. We need to start pushing for better. I really believe that Biden will be listening and hearing the uh, the pleas of uh, or the plights of our people, right? As long as we are consistent and we can 
uh, we continue pushing him to to create a better America for all of us, not just white folks. You know, I, that's that's an important statement, and I want to I want to add something to what you said because I think it's important given our audience. You just said. A lot of these people here, the immigrants have been here for a long time already. They've been, they've done their part. They've been working. And many times, a lot of the so-called Nate, uh, the, the so-called Americans, the ones that think they have more right to be here than anybody else. In as much as the natives that are in Mexico, the natives that are in Canada, the natives that are all over the place that were here thousands of years before, mm-hmm have more right and their their DNA is in all you know all, all over the Americas but many of them would uh, have a tendency to say well you know uh, who who do you think you are for coming here as a immigrant and thinking you deserve rights I want to qualify certain things that you haven't said yet I'm from Central America I am from Panama I have been a net positive to the America to, to America. You were born here, but your parents are from Mexico. You were uh, the, the, what you brought to America was a net positive. What many forget is what America has done by going to Mexico, Panama, Jamaica, Cuba, and all these other places and extracted from them. So therefore, that extraction deserves that others that are there. Many who have been maligned down there come right back here to where the results of the extractions were. So as far as thinking, you owe anything to God. Oh, thank you so kindly, America, for accepting this indigent. That's not the case. No. Never, I tell immigrants all of the times, never feel like you are a lesser of a person in this country than somebody who has the false belief that they have more rights to be here than you do. And the reason I wanted to say that, um, uh, Sophia, is because when you said, well, we immigrants have been here all along, it still gives them that door to say, well, be thankful. No, we are a part of society and we are the ones that make this society as well. Continue, my friend. I'm sorry. No, no, that's a great segue because I think that uh, also a lot of people who feel entitled to be here, right? They, they, they have the erroneous idea that immigrant families do not contribute to our economy, when in fact, they keep on uh, uh, paying taxes and they have no- um, They don't solution. get it back. They don't get it back at, at the end of the year. They continue paying on Medicaid. In fact, the immigrant community is the one who pays the highest number of money to the Medicaid program, but has no access to Medicaid, right? All of the access to Medicaid are by U.S. citizens, which uh, uh, immigrants pretty much self-fund. So it is very important that when we talk about Medicare for all, we always continue mentioning immigrant families because it's the only bill in Congress who will protect and ensure health care to immigrant families. Right. I mean, I want to expand on that one one quick bit before before um, Sophia, because it's very important. Let's be clear here. The survival of Social Security, the survival of Medicare this far has been dependent on a group of people that invest into those funds and never take money out of those funds, meaning they don't, they pay Social Security, they can't take it out. They pay Medicaid, they can't, or rather they paid, they pay what's called a Medicare insurance tax and they can't take it out. So please, the problem in America is too many don't understand that 
immigrants are not only exploited by, by capitalists, but they're also exploited by the government. Yes, and yes. That, the, that in many a time, welfare received by Americans, meaning citizens, you and I are citizens, so we count as well, that, that what, what we get back at the end of our lifetime comes from a whole lot of immigrants that were picking fruits, that were building things that will never be able to take advantage of that. So it's a two-way street, my brothers and my sisters. It's a two-way street, and we need to understand that. Thank you, Sophia. No, and, and, and it's very true that they're not only picking our fruits and giving us food, right? Like they're taking care of our children. They're taking care of our elderly. And also, they don't see the fruit of, of their labor, right? Because they continue struggling with healthcare in, in San Antonio, right? We have, um, I, I talk about the indigent healthcare program. That is a program that is in every county, and it's supposed to be uh, providing healthcare to folks who are unfortunate, who like low-income folks, immigrant folks who don't have access to, to, to healthcare. Well, if an immigrant a person gets diabetes and is dialysis, they get lost in the system and more likely die because they cannot apply for Medicaid because they, um, they don't have access to Medicaid. They cannot apply for Affordable Care Act because they don't have access to, to the subsidies. So they are left behind. The, the county sends folks to either apply for Medicaid if you are a US citizen. And so you can get your dialysis services, you can get your cancer treatment, but if you're an immigrant, where do you go? Right. So it is very important, like you said, mentioning they're not only providing us food, they're not only contribute contributing to the economy without anything in return. They also have no access to food. They don't have access to health care. And they're the ones who are left off, right? And left behind, if, especially during a pandemic. If we're not taking care of these people, we're not taking care of each other because they're, again, they're the ones who are making your food in that restaurant that you like to eat your tacos. If they get COVID and they are forced to go back to work, you will get COVID. So we need to ensure that we're taking care of our immigrant population if we want to get better. And this is not charity, folks. It is not charity. Again, these people, and you know, what happened is for political reasons, we know a whole lot of uh, folks generally on the right use uh, immigrants as whipping persons, but not understanding that their well-being depends on the well-being of immigrants in general. And there are a lot of people who realize that the capitalists understand that as well. That's why they play both sides of the game. They don't want uh, uh, all these these uh, these Mexicans and Latinos thrown over the border. They don't want that. They may give simulated that they want it, but then they tell their, their politicians, don't do it, don't do it. I mean, it's a game and the person that always pays are the people that least can afford. And it's not only the immigrants that pay, but it is the middle class and the poor. Exactly, I, I, I exactly, totally agree. You know, but anyhow, um, let's talk about uh, your fight for Medicare for All. Since we're on the medical um, type, the, the medical issue subject right now, tell me where do we go? How do we go from here? Because we only have about uh, six minutes or so. Where do we go uh, here? How do we now take a Biden who just wants to improve Obamacare and get what? is the only option that makes financial sense for this country, which is Medicare for all. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. 
It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We need to continue organizing. We need to continue going on community and talking to community about the need of Medicare for All, but not just the need, right, but what benefits you're going to rip off if we have Medicare for All. A lot of people think that it's like government giveaway and you're going to end up poor. And at the end of the day, Medicare for All means you don't have to worry about monthly premiums. You don't have to worry about deductibles. You don't have to worry about out-of-pocket expenses. You don't have to worry about um, doctor's visits, right? And you have choices. Right now, they keep on telling you, you, you have the choice, you have the choice. I want to know the person or the worker who made a choice to get the insurance at their place of work. Because we don't have a choice in between Aetna and Humana and uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. We take whatever our employer give uh, our employer gives us. We don't have a choice in choosing what hospital, what doctor we go to. We we only choose the doctors that our insurance companies tell us we can choose. My boyfriend again, he he got a card in the mail saying these are the hospitals you can see and these are the hospitals you cannot see. Six out of the seven hospitals in San Antonio, he cannot see. So where is the choice? When we talk about Medicare fraud, we talk about real freedom, freedom from employers taking advantage of us, freedom uh, from the labor movement. Then you have um, a better way to bargain for a better wages instead of taking care of what little healthcare you have, right? So we need to organize and we need to educate and inform our communities about why we need this. When it comes to the black community, Maternal mortality rates in Texas is num- we're number six on maternal mortality rates. We're number one on the most uninsured people in the whole entire country. So when we talk about Medicare for all, it's not about socialism. It's about taking care of each other as we should be. We need to start getting rid of the idea of the rugged individualism and what I do is for me and for me alone. When at the end of the day, whatever actions you take are going to have effects on people that you might not know. That is wonderful and very perfectly put. I want to add one uh, caveat, not a caveat, one additional uh, phrase to that. And that is we should consider and everybody should consider private insurance antiseptic slavery because it's just a matter of which master you want to serve. Do you want to serve at that big house, that big house, or that one? Which master do you want? Which master whips you less? Which master gives you a bit more food? Which master tells you, however, what you must do and that you prefer? If Americans started to see that our healthcare system right now is nothing more than slavery, meaning all of you guys that are walking there that look at me and think, only think about me when you think slavery you got to look in the mirror whoever you are because you are a slave to the current 
economic system if you don't have the freedom, as was very aptly put by Sofia Sepulveda. Let me tell you, Sofia. Go ahead. Really, like when we talk about death panels right now, the only death panels that exist are insurance companies who have the right to deny you services, even if they don't know your um, medical background. That is so true. Now, uh, um, Sophia, I always ask this last question to my the people that are that I interview, and it goes as follows. And it's because I show my fallibility, and that is, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? How do we organize it, right? And what do we do in order to get the community engaged? I think of many ways we've done. Um, we got Lloyd Doggett to support Medicare for All two years ago by bear dogging him. If you don't know beard, what bear dogging is, go beardognation.org and they tell you what it is. It's pretty much going after the, the going um, after them in real the representatives. time. Exactly. And disrupt, always disrupt, right? And 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 look at your representatives. Who is the one who is endorsing Medicare for All and who is not? Sheila Jackson Lee and Harris supports Medicare for All, but Lizzie Fletcher and Sylvia Garcia do not. So we need to start focusing on those folks rather than focusing on people who already support our efforts, right? So that's the only thing that I will have to say. Muchísimas gracias. Dele un, un, una despedida a nuestra audiencia latina. Muchas gracias por estar aquí y espero que sigan con nosotros y, continu y continúen organizando en sus comunidades. Si quieren estar en en enganchados con nosotros, vayan a organizetexas.org. Es una uh, organización comunitaria que estamos pe peleando para mejor salud, inmigración y reforma polici uh, policial. Y ahora en inglés. Thank you very much for being here. And thank you so much, Alberto, for your invitation. If you want to keep on fighting for Medicare for All, if you want to fight for the rights of immigrants, get rid of the um, jail system, come visit us at www.organizedtexas.org. And if you cannot donate, come and get engaged. Sofia Sepulveda, first-generation Mexican-American activist and you're looking at a real activist folks thank you so kindly for having been on politics done right thank you Beth, for having me we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where uh it goes it flies above the fray etc if you really like these videos that we do i want to ask a big favor please go ahead number one subscribe to our channel and number two please join if you can thank you so kindly for watching keep watching please remember to share we must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it 
because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.